0: Greetings in the name of Jesus, this is Rob Hames, this program is called 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today we're talking about lovers of self. Let's turn to 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. We are living in the last days. Verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And it goes on with a quite a list of things that go along with being a lover of yourself. What is a lover of yourself? It's one that cares only for itself, one that seeks its own, a person that is only concerned about himself or herself and seeking those things that please them or that benefit them, and not really being genuinely concerned for the welfare of others. This is all over the earth right now. It's almost as though, I mean, it's been in the earth, of course, from the beginning, but now it seems to be flourishing like never before. Here we are in 2020. It's just been growing more and more and more and more. And a person that is this way, which I have been this way, I'm not excluding myself, when we are this way our hearts become hard toward others and toward their needs. And, you know, we want to believe that we're a loving person, a person that cares about others. But we are—we really are deceived, and our real desire is to please ourselves and to do things that benefit ourselves, even at the expense of others. And so we have to, in order to live that way, you have to harden your heart. Your heart gets harder and harder uh, because of what you do to other people in order to benefit yourself. And of course in the world, it's like everyday fare. Lying, stealing, cheating. But in the church, there's no place for this. And yet it's, the church is full of it. We have preachers that care only for themselves. They care, they act like they care for the flock. Jesus talked about false prophets, ravening wolves in sheep's clothing. A ravening wolf is one that cares only to satisfy his lust, his desire, and destroys others in order to do so destroys the sheep let's go to philippians chapter 2 verse 1 if there be therefore any consolation in christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship of the spirit if any bowels and mercies fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through strife or vain glory But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Let this mind be in us, that was also in Christ Jesus, who gave himself for our sins. He had no sin, yet he gave himself for our sins. He loved the Father, he obeyed the Father, he loved us to give himself. The Bible says he loved us and he washed us from our sins in his own blood. Selfishness is the opposite of love. It cuts off the flow of God's love and blessing. God is love. When we walk in love, his love flows through us like a life-giving river, giving life and blessing wherever it flows. The gospel is that way. The gospel is God's love manifested through the death and the burial and the resurrection of his son, Jesus. Jesus' sacrifice and gift of himself was the greatest expression of the Father's love for us and his love for the Father and us. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Let's go there. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So you see that as, try to picture that like a river, God's love flowing to us, and then us receiving his love and his love flowing through us. Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another. So that's, as we love him, we will obey him, and we will love one another. And sometimes it's not easy to love the other person. You have to make a sacrifice. You have to lay down your life. Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus did that. He is our example, and we follow him. So if we say we follow him, If we say we love him, as as the Apostle John said, and we don't love one another, we are liars. We're lying. If we hate our brother, we don't love God. He said if, if you don't love the one you can see, how can you say you love God whom you don't see? So as we receive God's love and we love God and we love one another, his life and his blessing will be flowing through us. But if someone... If any one of us in the body of Christ will not lay down their life, as Jesus laid down his life for us, we must lay down our lives for one another, our selfish ambitions, desires, and plans to do his will and love one another, keep his words, serve one another. At the Last Supper, the disciples were arguing, actually striving, about which one of them was the greatest. And this is a big problem with men and women, that we have this desire to be great. We have this desire after we, even after we become Christians. You know, we, we've heard about great preachers and we've seen, quote, great men of God. And we want to be one of them. We want to be recognized by men. We want to be great. We have this ambition. And that is not, following personal ambition is not, that will not work. That is self-love. That is self-centered. Everything we do, is directed toward ourself. And and so, at the Last Supper, the disciples, they were arguing among themselves which one of them was the greatest. And let's go to John 13, verse 1. Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, and that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God, and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Verse 12. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know you what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them if we will do these things, we will be happy. We will be blessed if we will do these things in the body of Christ, if we will really care about the other person, and if we will think of them as more important than ourselves. Selfishness has no place in the body of Christ. We need to be honest before God and confess it to him and ask him to deliver us to love one another. A selfish leader Seeks to exalt himself and cuts off the true ministry of Jesus of love and edification to the body, seeking glory for himself, fulfilling his own selfish agenda at a great cost to those he is supposed to be serving. Jesus washed the disciples' feet, humbled himself to serve them and show us how we are to walk with one another, serve one another, loving one another. Remember, he said, This is my commandment, that you love one another. And in 1 Corinthians, it says that love seeks not his own. And of course, selfishness is all about seeking its own. Let's go to John 17, verse 20. Jesus said he was praying to the Father, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. I'm reminded of what Jesus said to the disciples. I quoted it earlier, part of the verse, but he also said, Beloved, this I command you, that you love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. And the glory, verse 22, which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that Thou hast sent me and hast loved them as Thou hast loved me. The Father so loved us that He gave His only beloved Son, who never did anything wrong as a living sacrifice for us, to deliver us from our sins and to wash us, to give us eternal life and to bring us into fellowship with Him. That's what He's after. Selfishness is totally opposed to that. I want to give some personal testimony of my experience. I have quite a bit of experience with selfishness. I was raised in a fairly well-to-do family. I was well taken care of. Materially, we had plenty of good food, good clothes, nice clothes, nice place to live. Everything was pretty much handed to me, and I didn't appreciate it. It's not that I had no love, but I was very selfish. And I grew up that way along with many of my peers who are still in the earth. I was very selfish. Of course, I didn't know the Lord, okay? I did not know Jesus. And I pursued, you know, my own pleasure, the love of pleasure. It destroyed me. It was destroying me more and more. I knew this. And even though, you know, I had friends, but my love grew cold. And then when I came to Jesus, all that began to change, but it's been a process. Even so, I still had selfishness in me, and I believe that's true of some of you that are listening to me right now. If you will be honest and go to God and say, Lord, you know I'm still selfish. I still care more about myself than I do even you or my brother. I still pursue my own desires. If you will be honest with the Lord and confess your fault to him. He will forgive you and he'll begin to cleanse you of that selfishness and you can enter into more and more of his love flowing through you to others. The Bible talks about the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So even after I was a Christian, this my selfishness and my rebellion just wrought havoc in my life and I had to learn the hard way And lay all of that down. And it's been a process of the Lord dealing in my life and breaking me. To where there's more love in my heart. More love in my life. And less selfishness. I'm not saying I'm totally free of selfishness. But I want to be. I have that desire. Herein is love. Not that we love God. But that He loved us. And sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us. We ought also to love one another. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, nor mercies never come.